Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is The Morning Five for Thursday, March 9th, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey. Life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, today is National Crab Meat Day. Are you yeah. in a crab meat? I don't mind crab meat when it was like caught fresh. We used to catch a uh, crab off the coast of Jekyll Island. I didn't mind that. But it seems like every time you get crab meat in like a grocery store or something like that or a restaurant, I don't know, it just has like an old frozen taste to it. I'm not, not a huge fan of it. I like fresh crab meat. Uh, but if you get it from like a grocery store or something like that, it's, it's a hard pass for me. That's fair. Entirely fair. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of crab cakes either. I've had those a couple times, and I don't know. They just taste, like, oddly crunchy and moist at the same time. It's a very weird texture. How about National Meatball Day? Oh, I've been on this one all day long, 24-7, 365, baby. Give me all of the meatballs. I absolutely love meatballs. Yeah, I love me some meatballs. There's no doubt. There's, there's hardly a meatball a uh, meatball meal that I wouldn't touch. Honestly. I mean, that's like, an, that's like an all-time snack. Like, that has to be thrown in, like, the top 10 best snacks for, like, a, uh, you know, I always equate, like, if it's a good snack, are you going to serve it during a football party? You know, if you have a Super Bowl party, meatballs are a 1,000% on that snack menu for a Super Bowl party, right? I would assume so, yeah. Yeah, I'm in on meatballs. One of the, one of the best snacks you can have you know you have four or five go in there get a beer finish off your beer finish off the four or five meatballs go back in you get even fancy and put a little cheese on top melt some cheese on top but yeah i'm a huge meatball fan and it's also popcorn lovers day yeah love popcorn um i eat popcorn as a snack totally yeah i'm a huge popcorn fan um i eat popcorn as a snack constantly that's one of the snacks we have in our house uh, all 24 7. It's one of the snacks we actually never run out of because we eat so much popcorn. Um, you guys good. make fun of me for the amount of popcorn that I used to eat at work. Well, that's because you ate it for lunch, Billy. It's a little different. <laughs> Most people eat that for a snack. All right. Well, let's do, talk do about you, it. Do you fancy your popcorn up at all? Do you put anything on it or you just pop it out of the bag and eat it like that? Pop it out of the bag, man. Just make okay. it. I, I spice it up a little bit. I put some, uh, I put some like Zatarans on top of it, and then I put some, some other like um, Creole seasoning on it, and then I dump a bunch of uh, like Frank's Red Hot hot sauce around it, and I, I mix that up. About it. Yeah, I like the I like the hot popcorn. Spice it up. Big big win last night by the Hawks. Huge win. Um, the Hawks had an amazing comeback win last night. Beat the Wiz one twenty two to one twenty. Dre had probably one of his best games of the season. 28 points, 10 assists. He looked phenomenal. Jonte Murray, 17 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Looked pretty strong, too. Seven of the nine Hawks that scored were in double digits. 
Oh, baby. And it almost looked like, you know, the, the Quinn Snyder era of the Hawks might actually be pretty decent if it's going to continue to work like this. Yeah, and I think, you know, some of the things you touched on aren't going to pop out if you just look at the box score. Trey had a phenomenal game last night. I, you know, you look at it and you say 28 and 10. Well, numbers-wise, that's not his best-looking game. Some of the stuff he did off the ball, the way he facilitated the rest of the offense, the defense last night that Trey played was phenomenal. The shot selection Trey had last night was phenomenal. Honestly, the shot selection the entire Hawks roster had last night was really good, and that's something that's encouraging to see. And it seems like we're trending that way in the Quinn Schneider area or, or era is the shot selection is, is so much better. At times, DJ was doing a really good job at attacking the rim when Trey was on the bench and playing some some big key uh, defensive minutes there down the stretch. Seven of the nine Hawks in double digits and scoring. I mean, that's a recipe for success right there in the NBA. It's, that's That's phenomenal numbers to see. Uh, you know, it was really encouraging to watch the Hawks last night because they got down big in the second half at one point. And, you know, at, at other points in the season, we've seen that the Hawks get down big and they just sort of give up. You know, there's not much life in them and they lose the game by double digits. But it didn't seem that way. It didn't seem like that last night with the Hawks. It seemed like something was different. Even at the end, Trey had a big turnover, you know, and missed a free throw with, I think, under under like two minutes left to go. And it wasn't deflating. Like, they never looked deflated. They always had energy. And I think that's Quinn Schneider flowing through the players. Yeah, that's uh, – I was really impressed. They they had a they had a practice the day before at Georgetown, and then they had a, a shoot-around the day of at Georgetown yesterday. You know, it's – I think, like, Quinn Snyder basically – they he came out and said that everyone's been a sponge. They've been wanting to soak up everything that – He's been trying to teach and, and coach, and that's that's encouraging for the amount of veterans that are on this team. That you know, you want to see that, and you want to you want to make sure that the Hawks can, can come out on on the winning end. And they did last night. It was a huge, huge comeback. Um, Fifty-eight points in the paint was a huge thing for last night. They shot forty-one percent from three-point land. What? Ooh. <laughs> Who are these Hawks? I, I don't know, man. I'm telling you, this this new Quinn Schneider area era, era, I don't know why that word has been difficult for me this morning, has ushered in a lot of positivity. I, I know the record, if you just look at the record, like Quinn Schneider right now is, you know, he's not blowing it out of the water, but it's only been a week and a half, two weeks. I, I, man, I, I, just, I just feel really positive about this team moving forward at the end of the regular season and towards the postseason, the way he has these Hawks playing right now. Yeah, let's, let's hope it continues. Um, seems like the Hawks are taking better quality shots. You know, they had 123 offensive rating. <laughs> That's phenomenal. That what? is absolutely phenomenal. What? What is yeah, it? I, I, it, it? It's amazing. And, and the only thing right now, the only negative for the Hawks is right now we're five games out of the playoff position. We're five games, we're five games behind Brooklyn. Uh, but luckily, Bl- Brooklyn right now is four and six in their last 10. Uh, and they traded away pretty much everybody. So, you know, the two games we dropped against the Heat hurt a lot because they are in front of us right now in the standings. They're one game ahead of us in the loss column, so that hurt a lot. Um, But, you know, this Quinn Schneider, and it's almost beyond this season is what I'm looking at. It'd be nice if we made it, made a run in the playoffs this season. I'd love it, obviously. Um, But I think this is a bigger picture thing with Quinn Schneider. You know, we get him hopefully all next year, and he gets to implement his system. And what I've been, what I've seen from, 
Schneider in the short sample size has been really, really encouraging. Yeah, there's no doubt. Fox will continue or will stay in Washington and play again on Friday. But let's hope uh, they get another win and continue pushing even deeper into uh, the Eastern Conference uh, standings. Let's go. Let's go. Get into the playoffs. Get into the playoffs, not the play in. So, Bryce, you've got this question on the sheet. Do the Braves need more pitching? Yeah, so I I was I was yesterday I was, we were driving to baseball practice and I was listening to 92.9 the game where Dukes and Bell, uh, who I am convinced hate Atlanta sports. Every time I listen to them, it's always negative about Atlanta sports. And they brought up they they brought up the the fact that they thought the Braves didn't do enough in the offseason and that the Braves needed more pitching to win a World Series. And I adamantly disagreed with them, vehemently disagreed with them. And Billy, I just, I just kind of wanted to get your take on this. I don't know where this was coming from. I feel like we have a ton of pitching on this team. I feel like we do too. You know, they... All right, so did I want to see the Braves sign a veteran free agent as far as pitcher is concerned? Yes, I did. Um, because I just thought it would make that rotation deeper. Um, you know, they signed Joe Jimenez... In the bullpen, that was, that was a big pickup. Um, you know, I think the bullpen's going to be strong again. I think the rotation is going to be strong. I mean, when you have Max Freed, Charlie Morton, um, Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, and uh, who am I? Soroka. Soroka and, and Strider. When you have those five, six right there, that's strong. Then you add in Bryce Elder and, and, and people like that. I, you know, I don't think there's, I don't think we're missing more pitching or needing more pitching. You know, it's, everyone's going to go through the depth. And, and the thing is, is how strong is that? If you really think about it, how strong is that rotation in Gwinnett going to be this year? Because that's going to oh, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, <clears throat> the baseball writers of somebody came out and said that the Braves rotation and bullpen in Gwinnett is better than probably half of the rotations and bullpens in the major leagues. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's that's nuts. It's it's unreal. So, no, the, the fact that they said that the Braves need more pitching is, is almost laughable. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I, I did want to sign a veteran free agent, but I, it was mostly just to push back some of those pitchers like can you imagine the depth of that like have Kyle Wright as your your four or you know Spencer Strider as your three you know what I mean like Max Freed is your two but I, I don't know I sort of I sort of wouldn't want that because of the youth of this team I like that our starting rotation is young I wouldn't have wanted to start I wouldn't have wanted to start a or sign a veteran starter and push some of these young guns back into the rotation or even have them have to be sent down. I don't want Spencer Strider to be, you know, the third option on right. our rotation. I want him to be, honestly, I want Strider to be number one. I think I think Strider should be our number one pitcher. I love Max Freed. I think Strider should be our number one. But, I, yeah, I think the whole notion that I wouldn't have, you know, it's, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we signed a veteran pitcher. And, you know, I wouldn't have sat up here complaining, but I do like the youth of our starting rotation. I think the notion that the Braves don't have enough pitching is absurdly laughable. Absurd. Yeah. I just, I don't, I, you know, like you said, Freed, Soroka, Strider, Ian Anderson, 
Bryce Elder, Kyle Wright. We even have Oscar Inoa still on the roster. Iglesias, who's going to be our closer. Kirby Yates, McHugh, AJ McCarron, or AJ McCarron, AJ Minter in the bullpen. Joe Jimenez, uh, Matzik still in the bullpen. Like, yes. you know, you know, I just don't, I don't know where this storyline came from. And I was listening to the radio yesterday, just sort of in belief. And I just wanted to bring it up on the podcast today to make sure that I wasn't just really off my rocker and missing something that was super obvious with the Braves pin and rotation that I was missing. I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like on this podcast, we try to be super positive. A lot of times um, we want to bring a positive light to a lot of, you know, athletes and in sports and stuff like that. Dude, when I flip it on Dukes and Bell, like it is like I feel like they legitimately hate Atlanta sports. It is the it is the weirdest thing. I don't think so. I'm going to defend them here for a quick second. I don't think they hate Atlanta sports. Um, I do think that they take a view of Atlanta sports that a lot of people may not. They they look at it from. Because, I mean, you have to think about the amount of people that they get, like, emails and texts and stuff from that are a little bit crazy. So they have to talk about everything from, you know, every point of view. And, and some of those points of view are, are nuts. I mean, honestly nuts. The, the fact that they think they need more pitching is nuts. But that's, that's just my point of view. On them. Yeah, it, it was just weird. I, I just wanted to bring it up on the podcast this morning just to make sure that, you know, you and I were sort of in the same camp that I, I, I think the Braves are fine at pitching. Um, and and that was another thing they were talking about. You, you lost Dansby Swanson and didn't bring in another 100 RBI guy. And I get that, but you're going to get a full season of Von Grissom. And I'm not worried about Von's bat, really. You know, I think that'll be fine. And then you also brought in Sean Murphy, who as much crap as I've given him over the offseason being a defensive catcher. I mean, he is going to add a lot of quality to this team. And there's a reason why the Braves are right now the favorites to win the World Series. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't understand it. I wanted to bring it up. I think there's a lot of positivity around the Braves right now. And that was like the only negative comment that I've heard about the Braves this offseason so yeah, far. There's no doubt. All right, so we are about, let's see, today is the 8th or 9th? Uh, I don't know. Yes, the 9th, all day today. We are six days away from NFL free agency. You've got a list of players that you want to bring up for me on the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, sort of the, you know, I wanted to get your Braves' opinion on the starting rotation. I want to get your Falcons' opinion here on some of these free agents that they're going to bring in. None of these free agents uh you know some of them might might be high uh valerie uh, salary free agents but none of them are going to break the bank so i think one of the one of the pieces of need for the for the falcons is they need to bring another wide receiver in that's going to pull defenses away from drake and london and pull defenses away from kyle pitts you don't need another number one guy to blow the top off but you do need somebody who can slot in there and pull some coverage away from your number one and number two guys so between these three wide receivers, just let me know if you would want any of them. Robert Woods, who is valued at $16 million right now, DJ Shark at $10 million, and Juju Smith-Schuster around $4 million. Would you be interested in bringing in any of those guys at that price point to be your wide receiver too? I honestly would love Robert Woods or Juju. Um, DJ Shark, I'm not sure. I, I remember. Who has he played for? 
Oh, uh, he man, DJ Shark has been all over. I think the last last year he was with Jacksonville. He was down there with um, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, and he, he's an, he's a nice piece. He's a nice piece. He's not a jump off the page stat guy, but he is a nice piece. Yeah, I would probably take you know a flyer on, on every single one of them. I'm not sure I would spend the the absolute value of 16 million on Robert Woods, but maybe that's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um. Juju, four million sounds pretty decent. I could do that. Um, yeah, I, I'd do that. Yeah, I'm with you on Juju. I think the four million price tag on Juju is nice, a nice value there, and he could be wide receiver too. Offensive line, I think one of the main focuses for the Falcons this this year should be at guard, guard or center. Um, even if you get a center right now, you could you could probably move. Um, oh crap! What's the center's name? Uh, Dan uh, Drew Dalman. Um, you can move Drew Dahlman over to guard. He played guard in college, and I, I think you're good at tackles. I think you're good with Jake Matthews and, and Caleb McGarry if you re-sign McGarry when free agency starts. That's another big thing. Uh, so we're just going to assume that McGarry gets re-signed by the Falcons, and we're going to look at guards and centers. Right now, I've got three three people here, Jason Kelsey, Jason Pugh, and Matt Priori. Kelsey, uh, Jason Kelsey and Jason Pugh or Justin Pugh are at nine million, and Matt is at five and a half million. Would you be interested in bringing any of those guys in and possibly moving Dolman to a guard position because the guards in the roster right now are not it? Sure, I would. I would be very happy to bring either one of any one of those in. Um, Jason Kelsey is probably not going to go anywhere. I don't think he's going to touch free agency. I bet you Philadelphia is going to bring him back. Uh, Pugh. I would love to bring him in. I'm not sure nine billion is, is what I would throw at Pew though. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we need to for sure, and we've got the we've got some money, but I, I would almost spend it on defense right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you brought in if you brought in Pew, I think he was ranked. I think Justin Pugh is in the top 15 for uh, rushing blockers this year at a guard position. I'll have to see if I can find that. Um, I, I read that little stat the other day of the top 15 top guards at uh, blocking for rushing plays. And I think Pugh was inside the top 15, but I, I don't remember. Um, and he, he, you know, he is older, 32 years old. So some of these older guys might not be looking to come to the Falcons who are, you know, in all honesty, rebuilding. And then, you know, you talk about defense, the defensive end position. Got to find some sacks somewhere. Uh, we got Frank Clark at 15 million, Robert Quinn at 14 million, Yannick Ngakubu and and Gakwu at uh, 13 million, Jadavian Clowney at 10 million, and Larry Ogunjobi at 8 million. Yes, please. Just please stand here. All, all of them, just all of them. Them <laughs> all up. Screw the, the back end of our defense and just sign them all up. I, I, I think I think the best the best value here is Larry Ogunjobi at eight million. That is super cheap for the amount of production that he's going to give somebody. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, but, I mean it, uh, it's I mean it's what would you say nine days away, eight days away, seven days away? When does free agency start? Fifteenth. So six days away, and this is going to be super fun for the Falcons and Falcons fans because these they have the second biggest cap or second lowest cap number, second most uh, cap room in the entire NFL. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun free agency period for the Falcons. Uh, you know, if you see a lot of 
signings that don't jump off the page because they're, you know, a defensive lineman, offensive lineman, something like that, something that doesn't move the needle. Uh, I think that's a good thing if you're a Falcons fan because they are sort of filling their coffers with depth and talent in there. And, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the Falcons do in free agency coming up and then the draft. And draft a little bit after that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on the Marine South scoreboard from last night, Billion Baseball, Villarica beats Tri-Cities 13-3 and Carrollton Falls to Whitewater 2-1. New Manchester was supposed to play Bowden, but that game was canceled. On the Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight, Baseball Bremen versus Heard County at 5.30 and Cass at Central at 5.55. I would be very shocked if either one of those games happened. We are supposed to get rain, I think, all day today and all day tomorrow. In lacrosse, Carolina, uh, Carolina, Carrollton is at East Coweta. The girls at six and then Carrollton boys for lacrosse are at River Ridge. That is at 730. As long as it's just rain, no lightning and thunder, lacrosse will play. Same with soccer in soccer tonight. Bowden at Christian Heritage, girls at five and boys at seven. Bryson, need another cup of coffee? Indeed I do, sir. Hit me with it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by the realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. KD out after injuring his ankle in a pregame slip. It's yeah, for an MRI. That's not good. It was not good, man. It was it was a normal. It was just a normal layup. Like he had it at the three point line, did like a stutter step, pump fake, and then just drove to the baseline and was going for a layup. And I, it, it turned his ankle. He just slipped and turned his ankle, and it looked bad. I don't I don't know if it's broken or anything, but it did not look great. I kind of I'm not a KD fan, but I kind of felt bad for him. Like he's just out there warming up, and he hurt his ankle amazing what age will do to you <laughs> uh speaking of injuries Mavs Luka Doncic is set for an MRI on his thigh after an early exit versus the Pelicans yeah it's been bothering him since the all-star break and it just kind of came to fruition uh last night came to a head last night he ah, man he just could not do much last night at all versus the Pelicans um, and he, he goes out and they're going to have an MRI. He said it wasn't good. So that's that's not great from, from Luka Doncic, a guy that I really enjoy watching play basketball. Colorado police say no charges for John Morant. The Gristar remains out. Yeah, this, I, John Morant could not have Dude. had a dumber set of circumstances over the past, I don't know, week, week and a half. He just... I, I don't know what the young man's thinking. Like some of the actions that he's doing right now, the Instagram stuff and everything, he's just, I don't know. He's destroying his future is what it seems like he's doing. And and for a bright young star in the NBA, that is really sad to see. A legend in college coaching is out. Syracuse basketball head coach Jim Beheim is out after 47 seasons. <laughs> 47 se- I read that headline this morning. And I just could not believe it was 47 seasons. 47 seasons billy that's and you know i would say the majority of those 47 seasons he's had syracuse being relevant in college basketball it's just unreal isn't it 47 yeah 40 47 he's 78 years old that's nuts how many did how many seasons did uh coach k do Uh, i don't know i don't know if he hit 40 it's just unreal yeah Uh, 47 in a weird, weird take here, ex-NBA star Sean Kemp was booked on felony drive-by shooting charge. Yeah, so I haven't really read about this much because I woke up and saw that headline this morning when I woke up on my phone and I went to ESPN and, and read about it. Um, not not a ton of information 
It says Tacoma police and police is spelled wrong said an altercation between occupants of two vehicles near the Tacoma mall led to shots being fired early Wednesday afternoon. No injuries were reported and one of the cars fled the scene. According to a release from the police department on social media, they got police the right, right second time there. So good job ESPN. Um, but yeah, that's, that's very, that's very odd. Sean Kemp. That's uh, very Just weird. Felony drive-by shooting charge. Uh, allegedly. Weird. Yeah. I'll- allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. We don't want to be. We don't want to be sued by Brett Favre. Did you see Matt Greenberg on Pat McAfee show yesterday talking about it? Mike Greenberg, yeah, yeah, Mike Mike Greenberg. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. He was like, "Of all people that said bad things to about Favre, why is he coming after you?" <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> what a loser! Finally, today in 1995, Braves or baseball awards a franchise to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Why did they change their name from the Devil Rays? Do you remember? Uh, because of the name Devil. I know, I know Devil Ray is a, a specific type. That's an animal. Yeah, but they just... Yeah. Oh, all right. Do you think they stay in Tampa Bay? For now. You think that team roll it, reload... In the next eight years, do you think Tampa Bay relocates? That's a good... That's a really good question. Um... It really depends, I think, on if Tampa will get them a new stadium, in my opinion. In downtown Tampa, yeah. which is going to be tough. Yeah. I, I, I have a prediction. In, in the next eight years, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland Athletics will relocate. Oakland to Vegas? Oh. Yeah, I think I think Oakland to Vegas, and I think, I think Tampa Bay is going to go to Montreal. Ooh, yeah, yep. I think we get a resurgence of the Expos, and I think the Oakland Athletics go out to LA and they become the LAAs. Okay, and we call them the La. That's their nickname, the Las Vegas. So, yeah, the oh yeah, Las Vegas. Why did I say LA Lane? I don't know. Yeah, Las Vegas A's. The La doesn't work now. Oh. Dang it! That was a great name. It was a it was a good pitch. Sorry, bud. We can use it for the Angels still, though, I guess. Yeah. Even though the Angels aren't in L.A., they're in Anaheim, but they changed the name, but didn't relocate, which was all, which was very, very odd. No, for it's the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So <laughs> what a mouthful. Ah. <laughs> 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 that needs to be on their, uh, their hats and jerseys. <laughs> With an exclamation point at the end. Ah. Anything else for us? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Friday, Junior. Unfortunately, a wet one. Yeah, it doesn't look good for baseball today. Um, as Bryce mentions, uh, Bremen versus Hurt County today at five or five thirty. If that does happen, that will be on hometown sports media's cover baseball coverage. Casey Bass will be on the call. This let's go. But for Bryce Barley. Sparling, I'm Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you all tomorrow, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!